Mitsubishi Australia finds itself in something of a bind, inconveniently. Kind of like the squirrel with its nuts stuck in a vice, produced by the Catch-22 Casting Company. They've broken the law simply by complying with a different but equally non-negotiable law. And now they're looking down the barrel of a multi-million dollar class action lawsuit because of the compliance that spawned their non-compliance. This is deliciously beyond totally absurd. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. <laughs> for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's stuck up there somewhere. Like a fly dying slowly of starvation on an adhesive strip in Heisenberg's fat cave in New Mexico. Dude. Class action gold medalists Bannister Law fired a broadside into Mitsubishi Shitsville late last month on behalf of owners of model year 2016 to 2018 Tritons who bought their utes between May the 1st of 2015 and the 25th of November this year. As you may know, I am a Triton owner, but I missed the window by that much. Bugger. As Toyota used to say in advertising, before the meaning of that word changed, inconveniently. Allegedly, the fuel consumption labels on the windscreen and the claimed consumption in the Triton brochures is false and misleading because it's lower than that which an owner might experience in reality, you know? Out there, on the road. Who knew? The Bannisterians, who are virtuosos of class actioneering, make some vaguely worded claims about the ADR fuel consumption tests not being conducted, quote, properly, allegedly. They further allege the affected vehicles are defective because they don't match the description made about them, which is a breach of Australian consumer law. And they further allege that owners have suffered loss or damage as a consequence of all of this. Now... Bits so shitty Australia, unsurprisingly, takes a somewhat different view on this. Knock me down with a feather. Mitsubishi Motors believes the case is without foundation and will respond accordingly. Importantly, Mitsubishi Motors has full confidence in the accuracy of its fuel consumption testing, which is conducted in an accredited laboratory. There are very specific government regulations that mandate how this testing is undertaken and how the result is displayed on the fuel consumption label of all new vehicles, with which Mitsubishi fully complies. Goody gumdrops. Pistols at dawn then. Yes, that's always quite entertaining. However, the real story here is about the underlying batshit craziness that got us all to this fateful point. See, back in 2017, a dude named Zelko Begovic, who should in my view now sell his name, at least his first name, to Skoda for their next eco car. The Skoda Zelko which just rolls off the tongue and is so contextually appropriate, personal opinion. Anyway, ZB, as he would doubtless be known in the rap community, he bought a Triton GLS back in 2017 and he got incrementally crankier because it never achieved the fuel economy stated on the label. I get the sense of 
a degree of fuel consumption OCD-edness operating here, but hey, it's a free country. Except for the masks and the travel restrictions and the endless fucking signing in so that the CIA can track you from space. ZB kept all of his fuel receipts, which seems vaguely obsessive to me, to substantiate this Triton juice-chewing proclivity. 19 of those receipts over 17 months, but hey, free country, each to their own. His fat cave has to be even neater than mine. Like, not hard. ZB then hired a barrister and the engineering director of Abmark got a report and trotted off to the Victorian Civil and Administrative Tribunal otherwise known as VCAT. The VCAT found four ZB, happily for him, and ruled that the sticker on the windscreen was in breach of consumer law being, quote, misleading and deceptive. But also, importantly, it did not rule that the vehicle itself was defective. Go figure. Lawyers. As a consequence, ZB got awarded a full $39,500 refund, but Mitsubishi appealed in the Supreme Court, which overturned the VCAT's ruling that the vehicle was not of acceptable quality and didn't match the description made about it. Inconveniently, though, Supreme Court dudes found that the fuel label was misleading or deceptive. And of course, because fun of this nature never ends... Mitsubishi plans to appeal that. Yes, that's quite good news for men in wigs everywhere. Not that there's anything wrong with that, clearly. It goes without saying, but I am going to say it, that fuel consumption testing is done to a freaking standard. And that standard is currently called Australian Design Rule 81-02. This means every test is done in an accredited laboratory to a highly detailed and scientifically precise standardised procedure. Essentially, it cannot be subverted or faked, mainly because owners of such laboratories tend to be very, very touchy indeed when it comes to conduct that would cause their multi-million dollar business models to collapse. Go figure. I used to work in a NATA-registered laboratory here in Sydney, right? Destructive testing, and I think that explains a lot. I have to say, they took compliance of that nature very seriously indeed. It's quite hard to achieve and maintain NATA registration. The purpose of standardised fuel economy testing is so that potential buyers of vehicles can compare, for example, Hilux to Ranger to Triton to BT50 or something and see which one of those performs more frugally on fuel, objectively. It also stops the car industry from being the wild, wild west of bullshit fuel consumption claims and counterclaims. And in this sense, the system works really well. The purpose of this testing is specifically not to enable the likes of ZB to go on a modern-day fuel frugality witch hunt to see if their car can in fact match the fuel consumption figure derived in the lab. It's just not there for that. Never has been, never will be. It's a comparison tool, not an absolute indicator of juice-chewing proclivity. I have some sympathy for ZB, however, because the dipshits who derived the standard in the first place knew at that time, and those who administer it 
today know that the testing procedure is wildly optimistic when viewed in the context of the consumption that will actually be achieved by vehicle owners. Typically 20%, 30% optimistic, something like that. In that sense, despite the pretty clear disclaimers, which are there, they can be read by anyone, the system is somewhat misleading. If those bureaucratic morons had simply made the test parameters somewhat more realistic or even slightly pessimistic, all this consumer dissatisfaction would evaporate. It would be erased completely and all of that latent OCD in society would have to find another target of opportunity. Like, I'm sure it's out there. Car makers are specifically not permitted to quote fuel consumption for their vehicles other than the numbers derived in the official laboratory tests. This is not cheating. This is what strict compliance with standardised regulations actually looks like. Frankly, I would be shocked if it's later found that Mitsubishi has misrepresented the tests or if the tests themselves have been subverted or are found to be otherwise flawed. I guess anything is possible. We'll have to wait and see, right? To add just a touch more hilarity here, which is just what this story needs, I know, if you sell something, it is illegal to make a false or deceptive claim about it. That seems fair. To sell it as a genuine branded article when in fact it might be just some cheap Chinese knockoff or something, right? That's illegal. You can obviously do that maliciously, like knowingly, but you could also do it without knowing that it's false or misleading. And you can do it without harbouring any intention whatsoever to deceive. In other words, the illegality of such a deceptive falsehood does not have to be linked to or driven by an underlying intent to deceive anyone. But it's still illegal. This is quite unlike some crimes, right, where you have to fail a thing called the men's rear test in order to commit them. Like murder, for example, right, where you have to intend to do it, basically. It's hard to murder somebody without intending to do it. <laughs> Big difference between shooting someone intentionally, therefore, versus accidentally discharging a weapon and the round tragically killing someone, for example. Not such a big difference for the victim, perhaps, I get that, but usually a fairly substantial difference for the perpetrator. So anyway, the Supreme Court has found that Mitsubishi did not intend to mislead or deceive ZB, but that the label, which is legally required and required to display the numbers in accordance with a strict scientific standard, is in fact deceptive and misleading. Jesus. So Mitsubishi seemingly appears to have faithfully complied with the rules and regulations of ADR testing, homologation standards and so forth, those kinds of laws, and yet also in doing so violated Australian consumer law specifically by virtue of following those homologation rules, which are certainly not optional or even open, open to interpretation. Get it right. Is that not impossibly delightfully absurd? It is to me. And some people still say this is not the greatest goddamn country on earth. Go figure. This story officially makes Australia less shit. Yes. Approved, dude. The glacé cherry on the icing of this bullshit cake is, of course, that 
the Bannister Laws and the Morris Blackburns of this world could find themselves acting on behalf of all of us vehicle owners who have ever been misled or deceived in this way. Think about that. The damages here have to be in the billions, potentially, because the status quo of misleading and deceptive labels of this nature has been going on under a federal government mandate for at least three decades now. And consumer law is about to enjoy its 11th birthday. Yes, talk about fertile ground. This could be the biggest class action ever. Because all fuel economy labels are, in my estimation, equally misleading and deceptive. So roughly in my estimation, 12 or 13 million vehicles have thus far been sold with these abhorrent, deceptive and reprehensibly misleading, officially mandated fuel consumption labels. And I think you'd agree, we all deserve our money back pretty clearly. Sign me up. This would, of course, open the gates to car makers suing the federal government for the damages they incurred as a consequence of complying with a law requiring them to behave so deceptively and misleadingly. That's just impossibly delicious, is it not? Jay Fry should start writing checks today. I'd like to see that. Lawyers really are the best. <coughs> I think you'd agree. <laughs>